You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 485 of Podcateers. This week we cover Disney Plus beginning their crackdown on password sharing, Dick Van Dyke visits Disneyland, Tokyo Disney has a wonderful way of enhancing guest experiences, changes are coming to Genie Plus, more construction in Toontown, the NFL teams up with Disney to bring us Toy Story Sunday Fun Day, and we cap off the episode celebrating Disney's 100 years of wonder with our history segment Great Moments with Mr. Andrew with some facts about 2001 and 2002. We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, random giveaways, a special section of Discord, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's going to wrap up the intro. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 485 of Podcateers. So I've been uh, toiling away at Dreamlight Valley. Oh, you've continued. Awesome. To try and get... Yes, and I saw Melissa has two. I've been trying. I've been uh, planting vegetables and fishing fish and mining whatever and talking to people and giving them their gifts. Also, I can get all these freaking Halloween things, and I'm almost done. Which it didn't take me too long. Like grinding away at it. Um, All I have left now is moonstones to get. So that's. That's nice. I only have, I don't even have, I think I have five tasks left of the oh, whole nice. thing. So nice. I, I'm, I, I gave up. I was like, okay, welcome Belle and the Beast. And then I was like, okay, they're here. I can deal with them later. I only have 40 days to do this left to do this thing. Um, but now I'm basically done. So how far, Melissa, I know you were grinding away too. Have you gotten some good stuff already? Uh, I've actually, I've been able to unlock all six pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I made sure to the three that I wanted to buy to just get the next page was like the three core things. Uh-huh. Um, keep going. I already got everything from Spiral Hill, Jack's outfit, Oogie's outfit, the portraits, the fountain, the key stuff that I needed. Yeah practically Mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay the next stuff that i'll get is gonna be um the motifs and then i'll get stitch like i'll I'll work on that but i really wanted the hair and all that stuff like the other things yeah right so i really wanted 
the nightmare stuff. I'm like, I mm-hmm. need my my castle needs to have some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I I needed that first more than anything. So, um, it I want to say it took me, uh, maybe five days. Yeah, yeah maybe not, five it days. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too yeah. bad. Yeah, it it didn't take that long. The only thing I'm annoyed by the name. The tasks names like oh why uh, do I have to think oh, harder yeah. at this like they I don't get, it. get you too I'm like yeah. I I don't like it I'm I like had to, okay like, look Google it up. yeah <laughs> oh my my phone wanted thought I was taking a note because <laughs> <laughs> I said okay Google anyway no shut no I did it again sorry <laughs> <laughs> let's trigger everyone an Android phone what can I do let's say let's say yeah all hey of Siri them. <laughs> hey, Alexa <laughs> uh, turn on the bedroom light. Alexa, open and unlock the out door. Out of curiosity, that trigger yeah. everybody else. Out of curiosity, yeah, if any of you listening <laughs> and that actually happened, please leave a comment. I just, I know we've tried to avoid doing that, but I know most people listen in their cars. But if you happen to be listening in an area yeah. where anything got triggered, I'm seriously curious. <laughs> Alexa, play uh, Cantina Band from Star Wars on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, play Taylor Swift yes. on uh, Apple Music. That's Yay! So I just sent you guys a picture of how my home looks like. So there you go. Oh, let's see. Picture time. Yeah. All right. I'm going to describe it for the people. Uh, oh, Melissa thanks. has a spookity spook castle a house. My God, Mel, that looks like you. It does. <laughs> with, with the vomiting man, mo- vomiting monster fountain. And oh my God, Mel, that hill. looks like you. It looks exactly like how. Her. How were you able to get your character to look that close to you? And I'm like slumming it with. I mean, I have one of each. I have a, like a mm-hmm. male-based character in one game and a female-based character in the other. But like, other than the gut, like I can't get my character to look damn near as close as you did with yours. I, I, I yeah. just tried. I. I that's that's it. the thing. I think. I think. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I think that's the same thing, Hazen. Like mine, it's like they don't make it so you could be fat yeah. enough. Like uh, my character is not nearly as 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 uh, as uh, uh, round as me, which is like whatever. Like I, it's a fantasy, but uh, you know they they need more hair and head shape yeah. options. I think um, because yeah, it's it beard yeah. options that I, I agree yeah. with. Um, for us ladies, like I, I, I do have a little gripe. I don't like how I tried the. Like, I'll be real, you know. I'm a little bit on the bigger side, okay. So I'm not thin, but the body parts are so different, and I'm like, I don't like mm-hmm. that. I don't like how things are ac- accentuated. I'm like, no. Can I just have a regular, just. Ugh, it's just yeah that's my one little thing i'm like i don't like that i just no just let me wear the outfits and stuff i don't need too much junk in the trunk yes <laughs> like, front and back like don't don't front and back. i don't need that i don't need sir mix a lot is is happy about it but maybe other people aren't 
Yeah. (laughs) I would be happy if that was like one of the next big overhauls on one of the roadmaps where they allowed like better control in the character creation process so that you can get as close to you as possible and add like more features like like Andrew was saying, like different types of beards and stuff like that, because some of them are like pretty generic. But I will say that Mm -hmm. when it comes to like the clothing options and everything, I, I don't think you've been playing long enough or have played enough in recent months where you've taken advantage of some of the new features like the mannequins that they introduced to the game, have you? I have, yeah. Oh, you do have them. I have not. I didn't know about this mannequin business. Yeah, so the mannequins are kind of cool because the the bad thing is you can only have five per room when you're setting them up inside of Mm -hmm. your house, but what it essentially allows you to do... You can put them outside if you want, but it's it just... you know, you just have these rooms where you go in. And so essentially what the mannequin yeah. allows you to do is create an outfit and then assign it to that mannequin. And so when you go, you tap it, you can immediately wear everything that had. Like, so gotcha. if you want to do like a quick change for one of the tasks, you could just do a quick change. Uh, if you're running gotcha. out and about and just change something like your watch or like, you know, a necklace Hat, or like backpack. headphones or backpack and that counts as, as it. Yeah. But if you want full outfit change, it's really cool to be able to like create your own stuff and then have it. And I I have to admit that playing playing with the second account gives you so many more options with the female characters because all of the clothing is primarily geared towards like the female character in the game. So mm-hmm. it's easier to create outfits and stuff like that for that character than it is for my main character at times. So the mannequins are kind of cool. Uh, where I, I started trying to test my like my my designing skills and trying to recreate mm-hmm. like actual outfits. Like I started trying to create like Snow White's dress in, in one of them. And damn it, mm-hmm. if their editor isn't the biggest piece of garbage that exists when it comes to creating <laughs> stuff. Like I've created yeah. outfits and stuff like WWE 2K23 and it's so much easier and I've been spoiled by how how robust the engine is to creating outfits and characters and stuff like that that when i go back to something like this i'm like why won't you let me have fun like i just i don't know but yeah it's i'm glad that you're playing uh i figured that you were gonna go and get all the main stuff and i was worried that you weren't gonna get a a chance to do that since you've been so busy (laughs) with um isle of magic but fyi i know in the past we've talked about this where there's a lot of motifs that you've left behind to end up with more moonstones since you can cash in like all the stuff that you have at the end for actual moonstones again. Um, mm-hmm. For those listening, moonstones is the real world currency that Dreamlight Valley uses. On a daily basis, you can get about 100 to 150 if you can find the blue chests hidden in, in the game. Uh, you would have to launch it several times a day to try to find them. Or you can plop down tens of dollars or hundreds of dollars if you just want the Moonstones to be able to buy whatever you want in the premium shop that now exists. This is different than the actual coins that you use to buy stuff from Scrooge, which you can make from selling vegetables or fish or whatever inside of the game itself. Uh, The motifs, I know that you said that you left them behind, but now they're seemingly coming into play a lot more because of the dream snaps feature. 
So the dream snaps, because they give you a task to create an outfit or create a room or create like a general area that has a theme to it, like Moana beach theme. And they want you to add like all of the elements or they want you to create like a, a princess themed royal whatever, right? The motifs count towards all of that stuff. So if you have a motif that's elemental or something and the theme for that week calls for elemental the motif will function for that task so uh i there were motifs that i had left behind as well after you mentioned that i thought yeah i'd rather have the moonstones for this but uh the dream snaps now is a whole different set of tasks where you can earn your own trophy and ranking among the Dreamlight Valley community. So it's a game outside of the game, within the game, if that makes any sense. Yeah. My freaking uh, Dream Snaps thing was broken. I was trying to, I haven't done any of those yet, but I was going to try and, and do one of them just to see how it worked out, you know, take the picture and submit it kind of thing. But it's like, okay, make take five playful things and five delicate things where I was like, okay, let's just figure this out. So I go into the furniture thing and do playful and I click it and five, one, two, three, or five, del- whatever, delicate, one, two, three, or five. And then I set it up and I get the picture and everything's in the picture. And it's like, you only have four playful and no delicate. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about here. I just click delicate and everything in here is delicate. So I don't know if I'm doing the rules wrong or something, but it's a... Are they all in the picture? Yeah, they were all in the picture. It was very weird. I even had one where, like, I have a setup already that, like, had playful. Like, uh, I knew, like, I looked in s- to see which were which. And I had, like, th- five and, like, three. And I was like, okay, let's see if this triggers it. And nope, it was, like, stuck in in just this, like, four and zero thing. I don't know. Is this a glitch I was having? I don't know. It's a new one now, so I'll have to try that. Also... I just looked, I just opened Dreamlight Valley and uh, the Haunted Mansion is back <gasps> up yeah. there. Yes. So I just, uh, I just bought it. <laughs> I have to buy right, it I'll after we're done the bundle. Thankfully, I have enough moonstones available that I don't have to spend real Yeah, do you have moonstones, it? Melissa? I do. And then it's only 3,000 something moonstones. I have uh, a little over 1,000. And then if I go back to reclaim the other 1,000, it won't, it wouldn't be that much. Oh, you only have, oh, I bar- I don't buy anything. With- I had 17,000 moonstones. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. I did buy the castle, I don't buy anything which is with- what I dumped the majority of my moonstones. When the skin that looks like the evil castle, the same one that Mel has in her picture, that's yeah. part of what I dumped the biggest like portion of my moonstones on. What, was that a significant amount? Was that more than it was like 35,000 moonstones? Think. Or? It was like 35 or 4 or something 100? Like thousand yeah four thousand okay yeah yeah okay not thirty five thousand no 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 and no. then so sally's three thousand five hundred so. yeah oh there's oh, yeah, sally's sally dress cool yep yeah there's a sally dress and then the mike and sully's apartment and a shelf Ooh, a nah. shelf. shelf pass on the shelf is there anything exciting on the shelf i was uh i have to go back and no. verify which dream snap it was i'm trying to remember i but on the on the second game, on like a second profile, I got out of the entire like Dreamlight Valley community, I ranked six hundred and sixty four. 
with my dream snap after all the votes and stuff. And I thought, damn, that's decent for the amount of people that I think are playing this game, you know? So I'll dig it up and I'll like maybe post it on discord if anybody uh, cares to see what the picture was that I submitted. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It's a cool way to continue engaging with the game and designing areas and doing stuff to like, have something to do right without having the actual quests or the star pads or anything uh that you know we like playing with but uh i hope they add more of that stuff and then on top of that i know that one of the original roadmap items that they announced before this year was that multiplayer was going to be coming soon and we're in phase four of this year. That was the last piece of the roadmap after Bell and the Beast were added. So I'm really hoping that, uh, which was one of my favorite Animal Crossing features, where you could go visit other people's islands and you know go through their stuff yeah. and pick up things. Hopefully you're able to gift things to people, which we've never been able to do. Gifting things to the uh, villagers, I think, would be good. Like all the inhabitants of the valley. Like if I want to give Mickey and and Goofy or whoever like one of the fourteen irons that I purchased from Scrooge before the red dot was available, <laughs> I would love to give it to them or even sell it back. Like if I could sell stuff back to Scrooge, I would love that. So anyway, Dreamlight Valley been fun. Uh, I'm liking the Dream Snaps feature so far, but. I'm glad you're playing, and I'm glad that you got it. Haunted Mansion is huge. I'm playing right now. This Haunted Mansion is humongous. Is it? It's so big. I might replace my house. What's, what does it compare to? Uh, it's bigger than uh, Casita. No wow. way. Are you using the regular yeah. mansion, or are you using the... The regular one. The, yeah, it the comes regu- with I both, right? I think they're right? identical in size. Yeah, it comes yeah. with both. Nice. Can I go on... Th- you can go in the back door. There's a back door of the Haunted Mansion you can go into. Oh, the little cottage skin, mm-hmm. I think, was the only other one that allows you to go uh, through different doors. Well, now the Haunted Mansion has a back door. Uh, on this, the famous back door. On this profile, I only have 3,800 moonstones. I'm busting them all for the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> uh, yes. It's worth it. Sorry, Sally's dress. That's like just the just the right amount. Yeah, I only have 85 left, so sorry, Sally's dress. I hope you come back one day. I still think it's funny I would think that so. like, my house has a mail because it's technically my house. Wait, so can you? all these houses are now different houses? I thought it was supposed to be the same house. They're all different. They're all different. When I laid that, that was my question when I put the ca- the evil castle down, thinking like, oh, cool, I'm going to walk in and it's going to be my house. I'll, like all the rooms are the same. Nope, you got to build it as its own house. Well, at least it's nice to get one of those giant chests in there, a new new giant chest. But they're all connected, though. I guess. Oh, are they? Yeah, I they're all connected look. to the exact same inventory chest. So it's not like you get a second one. You just get access to the original one that you had. This is confusing. Dumb. Open chest. Hey, look, it's full of freaking fruit. Okay. That's my big <laughs> chest is full of fruit and vegetables and mushrooms and stuff. Anyway, uh, so that was a thing that uh, we spent a lot of time talking about. There yeah. was other, there was actual stuff that we had uh, we do. scheduled to talk about. Maybe we should talk about some yeah. of that stuff. Before we move on to the other stuff that we're going to be talking about, okay. since I mentioned it as part of this talk, Mel, why don't you tell uh, everybody about Isle of Magic and where they can get info and what you'll be doing and all that good stuff? Sure. Um, 
So if you aren't uh, following Isle of uh, Isle of Magic Marketplace, uh, go ahead and do so on Instagram. In their profile, you could go ahead and reserve your free ticket. And the date is actually coming up really quickly as of, I want to say the 5th, which would be tomorrow. It'll be one month until the event. So November 5th from 3 to 8, I will be there as one of the 30 vendors. Um, I'm sorry I don't sound so upbeat, <laughs> but I am excited. I'm just a little under the weather. But yes, in one month, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, there's going to be a lot of cool things, um, opportunities for raffles and whatnot. I mean, there's there's just a lot. I, I'm sorry I can't think of everything right now, but there's going pinball to be... machines or something right yes, video game yes. pinball machines um I remember there that. will be live entertainment there's gonna be face painting for little ones um i just learned that there's going to be a small business that does coffee and i'm like yes 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 please <laughs> so there's food a trucks? variety i don't think food trucks this no time? food trucks no i don't know i'm trying to guess <laughs> it's okay maybe next time because this event has been growing since it's first started so i think it's only been like five years yeah the last couple mm -hmm. compared to what you're describing seem like especially in the last because i went to the last ones and like compared to what you're saying yeah. so far like it seems like it tripled in size almost in like since the last one yeah it has. I mean, it's gotten so big that we have to do a one-day event because it's just so much. But the location, yay, the location has AC, so we're good there. Because <laughs> the last one wasn't AC'd and it was horribly humid. It was beyond our control. So, um, But it was still fun. But um, yeah, like I said, mark your calendars November uh, 5th from 3 to 8. It'll be on a Sunday and I will be there. Spread the word. Help us out. If you can't make it, it's okay. Just help us spread the word. That's all we ask for. So awesome. I hope to see you. All right. Let's see. What do we have for today? If you're in Canada, watch out if you share your Disney Plus password because starting November 1st, Disney Plus is going to be cracking down on that. I'm sure that they're going to start using some kind of geofencing to do it where uh, they essentially use like a radius around your, your Wi-Fi signal to figure out where you are. And if anybody's logged into your account outside of that radius uh, for your Wi-Fi, then they will be deemed not on your account or not you using it. And they will cancel your account, I guess. They're going to... I don't know what action they're going to take. Uh, I'm sure that this is a test to see how it goes, and they'll eventually start bringing it into the U.S. I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, I get it, and I'm not a, a big fan of this because it's like a big company cracking down or whatever. Like, I get it. You know, the company's got to make money, but I know a lot of people that you know, have students in college, for instance, where they use their parents' account, you know, to watch when they're in their dorm rooms because they don't come home or something. Or, you know, I, I know I don't know anybody personally that does this, but I know that people live in like vans and stuff and they kind of move around all the time and they're using like hotspots. And apparently this type of technology that they use, this is something Netflix did, by the way. 
uh, this type of technology doesn't work well with uh, with hotspots and stuff. And it seems to tag you as, you know, not being quote unquote home when it shouldn't because of that. So uh, again, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I don't know your thoughts on on this crackdown that's definitely coming to Canada, but potentially setting up something for the U.S. to try to crack down on password sharing. It kind of makes me sad because we've already seen this with Netflix and the issues that we were just talking about. Like some people don't have addresses or some people could be traveling and that counts against against them. And we also have seen like what has happened. Like people left Netflix, people stop subs. And it's like, do you really want to risk that Disney, especially if you want to make money? We'll see when it happens. Um, I expect an uh, like a uproar. Yeah. Uproar. (laughs) I was like, no, not backlash uproar. Yeah, yeah I, I expect too. that. Like, we'll see. Yeah, it's it's uh you know we've talked about it before when Netflix was doing it, and it's you know it seems like it's either you know the the your Wi-Fi thing or it's tied to your IP address. I think that was a lot of the things reporting Netflix was like your device has to connect to the home IP address or your your home network every thirty days or something, or it's not going to be allowed. So, like, if you have, like, a like in theory, if you have, like, a cell phone and you're watching Netflix through your data or Disney Plus or whatever, you should still be okay, like, if you take your your device home. Um, but that's really not, like you said, like, people that live in, you know, on the road or people that, yeah, like, ha- or kids that have, you know, parents that are split up or whatever. And the one pays for Netflix and the one pays for Disney Plus and the kid has it on the a- iPad or or whatever. And people that are, you know, uh, traveling abroad or people that are in the military or, you know, college, like you said, or whatever. Like, there's a lot of things where it's kind of sucky. Um, I know Netflix had come out with an account that like had where you could just add another household, basically, if I'm not mistaken. I had heard somebody talk about that where you pay yeah. extra and then you can have another like household, basically. So I'm, I'm assuming that Disney Plus will do the same thing. They're just all trying to get money out of you because they're, you know, it it seems like from what all, you know, from what's going on with the strikes and uh, the things we're hearing from investor calls and things like that. Streaming is not making the money that they want it to because they're, they try to do, you know, stuff that's not supported by ads. And as you know, broadcast TV learned, like, you know, knows like ads is what, how you make the money to stay open. So they're trying to get their like money without having as many ads, but that means more money out of pocket for, the consumer when it comes to your monthly bill. Yeah, it's funny uh, because one of the biggest concerns I think I had when I first read this article was that, you know, there there were a lot of people that left Netflix, like Mel mentioned, where they just didn't like the policies, they didn't like where it was all leading, and so they canceled their Netflix subscriptions. I think Netflix also claimed that they ended up gaining more subscribers after that happened because people were just trying to make it right or whatever. And they got their own accounts. They stopped password sharing and that, you know, they gained more subscribers. The thing about those numbers is 
they can say whatever they want. They don't share that information publicly. You know, they share what they want when it comes to that. There is no mechanism to really track any of that. And so I believe that one of the pieces of data that's going to be tracked, especially metrics that concern how well a show does now that the writer's strike is over, has to do with uh, if a show does well and has higher viewership, then the writer will also get paid more. It's going to be paid on scale versus just some lump sum because they created something. And so I think that the way that metrics are reported are definitely going to change. And it could play into the idea of actual subscribers versus the subscribers that we're told these services have. Uh, because again, the the concern that I had was that we knew Disney Plus wasn't doing very well and that they were subsidizing it with money from the parks, which caused issues in the parks. And we've seen them kind of, you know, domino affecting over the last few years. If this causes the type of backlash that the Netflix one did, it has the potential of maybe even more, right? Because the Disney community, I think, is bigger than the Netflix community. But, you know, it, it's all subjective, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it'll it be tough if they don't come up with some kind of solution where they allow you to pay a, a few extra dollars a month to add an additional household or another login from another location because there's a lot of situations like I hope Disney Plus basically learned through what Netflix went through and didn't just see the potential of, oh, well, Netflix said that they added 40 million more subscribers after this. We'll do the same, you know, so we'll see. I guess we'll we'll see. I, again, there's no plans on doing this in the U.S. I want to be clear about that. They're only going to be doing this in Canada, but it does feel like it's a test for what could potentially roll out to the U.S. in the future. So We'll keep tracking it. We'll get more information as it comes up. But, uh, you know, we'll let you know what happens. Uh, let's see. Park stuff. I want to talk some park stuff. Uh, I saw a short video that just, it warms my heart whenever I see stuff like this. I saw a video on TikTok of Dick Van Dyke at Disneyland uh, listening to the Dapper Dans sing, like, music from... Mary Poppins and I just I like he was like so happy like you could tell he was enjoying it and he was just sitting like at the end he just started telling the Dapper Dan's these like anecdotes about working with Julie Andrews and those types of interactions like I I don't know like I I feel they're so special and they don't come as often that when they happen, if you just happen to be a part, this by the reason, this type of interaction and these little like anecdotes, anecdotes and stuff is why I admire and I love the ambassadors so much because they've given me moments of magic in the past, you know that that give you that warm and fuzzy feeling. So this TikTok video of of Dick Van Dyke with the Dapper Dan's was like I don't know, it was like super heartwarming. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's always nice to see him. I know he is also, it's probably, it must have been the same day he was on the balcony there at Club 33 waving to people, people taking his picture and stuff like that. So it's, I think he was there with his wife. So yeah, it's just great to see him out and about, yeah. <laughs> I guess is the, is the, the nice thing. He's still having a fun time, even in his, uh, 
eh, you know, it, being, being a very old man, like he's still getting out there and doing stuff and going to Disneyland. I hope I'm, I hope one that I'll be so lucky to live as long as Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. and two that I'm still going to Disneyland uh, then. <laughs> 97. Right. I, yeah. I had to look that up. I, I was like, wait, 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 wait. He was born in 1925. What? Yeah. And to be like, you were talking about how just wanting to be alive at that time and just go to Disneyland. I mean, that's a dream. So the Dapper Dance had just, I'm sure that was magical for them too, just to have that experience because he's just, he's not just a treasure, but oh my gosh, kicking at 90, that's amazing. Yep. And yep. he's just he's just full of life, so that's cool. Yep. That was really really cool. Plus, on top of that, he was there on Julie Andrews' birthday, so I think the people that knew that it was Julie's oh. birthday uh, were were also kind of excited. Uh, I'm not sure if he ever mentioned that at all, but just you know, he was there on Julie Andrews' birthday, so I thought that was kind of cool as well. Yeah. Uh, keeping in park stuff, I, I saw this post by FGP member. Albert on Discord. And I have to tell you, I didn't know this was a thing. And man, I I love it. I wish that more parks had something like this. It essentially outlines how Tokyo Disney has a park facility where they basically have like a layout of the park and the attractions. And you can, like, it's a tactile thing where people with visual disabilities can go and feel the park and feel the attractions, feel the vehicle so that they know and have a sense of what they're riding, where they are, you know, what others are seeing. And, man, I I don't even know how to describe how much I loved that Tokyo Disney is doing this and how much I wish they brought that like to the parks uh here in the US. Yeah, it's great. It's uh it's it, it's really nice when th- there's just small things like that that can improve somebody else's park experience that otherwise might not get to, you know, experience the full the full situation like so the, you know, something small like that. Even, you know, the ones in the video I believe were all like hand carved wood and stuff like that but even if it was just like 3d printed you know they have all the models of literally everything in 3d they have to there's you Mm -hmm. know video games and all this stuff they it, it all exists so they could literally print anything they wanted to i'm sure so having things like that it's like all right here's dumbo and here's indiana jones uh jeep and here's you know a doom buggy and here's you know churro cart or whatever like you can know what all these things you know for people that are uh you know that have that uh visual impairment get to uh experience the park more like other people could you know that's they have the the uh uh, audio descriptions as well on attractions and stuff like that so it's very nice to be able to uh have these things for folks that that otherwise would have a you know lessened experience and just just giving a little something extra to make their disney visit a little a little more magical i guess inclusion mm-hmm. as the first thing i thought of when i saw the um i just actually just saw the 
the video right now. I, yeah, I'm a little late on stuff, but to just watch it and to see the guest, like her face just light up. She's smiling as she's like experiencing all the little textures and, and the, the vehicles. I mean, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't doubt if it, because of how viral that went, I wouldn't doubt if it came to every park. I don't see why not. Mm -hmm. Um, that was really, really cool. I, I like that. That more we we need more good stuff like that, Disney. Yeah, <laughs> more good stuff, especially in time of gloom, and it's just good. You know what it reminded me of? I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity mm -hmm. to see these, or if they've ever come up in like your FYPs or something in, in the apps that you use. But have you ever seen those videos where? people get an opportunity to hear for the first time where they'll give them like, you know, hearing mm -hmm. aid or something and, you know, like babies and children that get to hear mm -hmm. their parents for the first time, like that and we just cry. emotion that comes over their face. Like that's how it felt watching, you know, yeah. I had the same reaction. Like when you said that, like watching just, I don't know, man, these videos are great. Like, thank you, Albert, for sharing that. Like it just brings so much happiness and light. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to see stuff like this, that we need this stuff to come to the parks in the U.S. and beyond. Like, this is just such an amazing experience. Uh, so, Tokyo Disney, you're doing it right, man. This was this is a fantastic way to include people. Hey, Andrew, you mentioned that there was some changes coming to Disneyland here and attraction stuff. You want to jump in and talk a little bit about that? Sure. Stuff be a changing, that's for sure. Um, for the better, who knows? Um, there's a new ticket deal coming to the Disneyland Resort for child tickets. Um, there's going to be specially priced children's tickets, children's uh, ages three to nine for as low as $50 per child per day. Um with this special offer, um, they can choose up to a three-day ticket. Um, I believe you will have to... Uh, they must be purchased alongside um, a general admission ticket, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, there's uh, trying to give some uh, deals there. Uh, looks like it'll be valid from January through March 2024, um, these tickets. Uh, so it's it's for the quote unquote what's, what used to be the off season. They are available. So if if that's something that you or your family could uh, benefit from, that's coming out for you. It also seems like we're has uh, been reported that uh, Genie Plus will be getting a couple new attractions to it. The not the lightning, the paid lightning lane, but the um, or the individual lightning lane, but the just general genie plus uh, those attractions are Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway, which looks like, so that's going uh, being downgraded from a paid one to be included uh, with the general genie plus purchase. And then the other is Ariel's undersea adventure at California adventure. Um, I think that's probably the worst idea they've ever had <laughs> adding that to uh, Genie Plus, but what can you do? They're just going to ruin all the attractions with uh, Genie Plus lines. Uh, 
But this is the life we live now, so uh, there's that. And uh, what was the other thing? There's another something, something. What was it? Oh, that's right. Uh, 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 Magic key holders will be able to, they've extended the, or lengthened the booking window. So you can now book, instead of 120 days in advance, you can now book 180 days in advance. That's like half of, over half the year. <laughs> you can, over six months out, uh, you can book, it seems like, uh, which is, I guess, it's nice for people that are, I guess, like me, where it's like, all right, I know I'm going to go in March. I guess I'll book it for this. <laughs> I can book March now. Uh, so, yeah, a couple little changes come in the Disneyland Resort. Um, I also know I, this wasn't in any of the news stuff, but Mickey's Toontown uh, is getting some refurb done. And it from reports, the uh, if, you, if you've been there, there's the... Uh, the nice little fountain that they've added with Mickey and Minnie, um, and it kind of butted it kind of butted up to the Centennial Park, um, with the grass, you know, that everybody loves or hates or whatever. I don't know how people feel about the grass, but I guess there's been so much traffic patterns where people were just walking through this grass. It's this, you know, it's it's astroturf or whatever, but they've worn it down so much because uh, the traffic patterns, they're pulling that out and putting uh, brick pavers oh, <laughs> there wow. instead. So I don't think the whole grass area is going, but definitely around the fountain area, they're, they're adding pavers. I mean, it was kind of a poor idea by them to be like, all right, if you want to go left into the neighborhood and like all the, you know, Goofy's house and Mickey's house and stuff, you if you follow the road, it goes like to the right and then around the fountain and back over where it's just like people are just going to walk the shortest distance. They're just going to go left. Mm -hmm. So they're learning as they go. Other things. I mean, I'm looking at this article. Uh, Disneyland reports it will be rolling out at Magic Key Extras, including uh, Magic Shots. A holiday tote bag coming in November while supplies last. A new Magic Key popcorn bucket with $1.75 refills for a limited time. Uh, so stuff's a-coming. I wonder what this holiday tote will look like. Because I like holiday and I like tote, I guess. I mean, I guess I like totes. I don't know. It's better than no free tote. Would you prefer a tote or a free so magic band? Both. Either. Same to me, really. I, I, yeah, both. How about both? 4K no lost dose. Nice. Both is good. Yeah. Well, both is good. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess we so can that's, expect that's Toontown. That's your little news segment. <laughs> I guess Toontown's going to have a little more traffic with some of those walls up for a little bit, but. They've been, uh, yeah, they've been up. <clears throat> excuse me. They were up when, when I was there last a couple weeks ago. They've been up for a while. I think it's just their people have been peering over the walls and figuring out what they're, you know, cameras over the walls, looking what people are doing over there. Gotcha. Um, they've been having, from, from what I've been reading, they've been having a lot of wear and tear issues with a lot of the play infrastructure um, things over there, with like the goofy slides and, and other things like that. So um, you live and you learn and you build it stronger, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to move on to a couple other things before we begin to wrap up this episode. 
But before we do, uh, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help makes these episodes of Podcasters possible. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to go to podcasters.com slash FGP for more info. There you'll find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, information on the FGP Squad. And of course, you can always reach out to us if you have any additional questions. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional things like access to discount codes whenever we release new Podcasters gear, random giveaways, access to additional content we've uploaded to Patreon, a section of Discord just for FGP Squad members, uh, and more. Uh, again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But of course, we want to send a huge thank you to all of the members of the FGP squad for their continued support. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, I posted this on Discord. Um, I wasn't aware that this was happening until just a few days uh, before it happened. But on October 1st, Disney Plus broadcasted the Atlanta Falcons and Jacksonville Jaguars NFL game which, by the way, was live from London. It was at like 6 o'clock in the morning, our time, here Pacific time in the U.S. Pip-pip cheerio. So it, it was kind of early. I wanted to watch everything from the beginning, but I also valued sleep, and so I got up like halfway through the game to watch it, knowing that it was probably going to be available as a replay and it is available. So if you search Disney Plus for a Toy Story Sunday Fun Day, you will see what I'm talking about. And essentially what it was is they broadcasted the game. However, it wasn't the players, actual players you were watching on the field. You were watching animated versions of the players in Andy's room playing this game live. I have to admit that when I first found out about this, I was so intrigued about how they were going to pull this off because they're using all sorts of tech for this, right? They're using AR, they're using motion capture, they're using like all these different pieces of technology to make this thing happen. And I'll admit there were some elements of it that looked super wonky. For instance, Actually, before I get into that, this actually isn't the first time that Disney has done this, believe it or not. I didn't know that this happened, but back in like February, March of this year, they did the same mm -hmm. thing with the characters of Big City Greens, the an animated show on Disney XD. But what they did for that was the NHL Big City Greens classic, which uh, aired on ESPN+. Plus. Disney Channel, Disney XD, and stuff like that. And I'm not sure if it's on Disney Plus as well, but it was basically the same premise, but playing hockey, right? And so the company mm -hmm. that would, oh. that originally did this, it's, it's a company called Beyond Sports. Uh, they've learned a lot, you know, according to some stuff that they've published, that they learned a lot during the broadcast for Big City Greens. And... The primary difference was that now the amount of people that they had to track live was a lot more, right? So they have these these little characters that they created. They all kind of look the same. They do have their jersey number. They do have their last name on each one. But the the characters, like the the players themselves, 
like we're carrying a tracking chip. And so with the tracking chip, the the AR was able to track the motion so that it looked like they were throwing the ball. It looked like they were running the direction they were running in because they were tracking it from above and from different locations. Where it got wonky is like whenever they would huddle, I think the chips would interfere with each other and their arms would like do like this like weird like dancing thing and like <laughs> it would like get all like weird. It looked like they were break dancing all of a sudden in certain places. But for the most part, the one question I had watching it was how close is this to the actual game? Like are we like is there some kind of delay where like they can go back and they can kind of correct the play if it didn't go well. Like this is already technology that they kind of use in games because if you've ever watched like a football game or a hockey game or something, they have the little tracker on the puck where like you could see the streak of color or like you could see the ball and you could see the ball flying through the air. Like they have like the additional swoosh that happens and stuff. So they're already kind of using the AR tech and, and like the, the motion tracking but now they're tracking people, right? And uh, I like my main curiosity was how close is it? And then NFL releases side by side video of the mocap with the animated characters and the actual plays, and they are like so dead on to what was happening on the field during this game. I was so impressed with how good this was. Okay. On top of that, they animated a couple of the announcers. They added like like you know how they have reporters on the field and stuff. They had like a side reporter mm-hmm. like, doing commentary, and uh, the the way that they incorporated all of the Toy Story characters into this was ingenious. Like uh, some of them, I think, were better implementations than others. Like for instance, uh, the football. Whenever a play was happening and they would have to move the football, the claw would pick up the ball and go and place it <laughs> where, you know, it needed to be. You know, in football, you have to, in order for a down, you have to run 10 yards or the ball has to travel 10 yards in order to get a first down again, right? And so Slinky Dog was extended the 10 yards that they would have to travel and he was on the sidelines and Slink was essentially the representation of how far these players had to run in order to get their first down. Uh, Zerg was used as kind of like a replay whenever they had like a, a really great play they would go through the back of Zerg's head through like to look through his eyes and it had like the Zerg oh, interface nice. and everything and he was like analyzing the play mm-hmm. and they did the replay and stuff uh, the other characters were kind of off on the sidelines like Woody and Jesse were dancing and you know like it was it was just kind of silliness from the Toy Story characters kind of on the sidelines. Uh, and then they had a, a, a halftime show with Duke Kaboom, which they really played up. They did such a great job of playing it up as this like death-defying thing where he's like, he's not jumping over one bus, but two buses, not three, not four, but five double-decker buses. <laughs> Listen, if you are a parent who loves football and you've never had an opportunity to get your kids into it like your kids just aren't into sports in that way but they love toy story they love the disney characters 
this might get them into it. If this was ESPN and Disney's idea to get a younger audience for their games, they need to do more stuff like this. I very rarely watch a football game because all the stopping and going and stopping and going gets so boring. If ever I sit down and watch a football game, it's usually a college football game because there's way more action for longer periods of time in a college football game. But this, even with all, it, it was so enjoyable to watch this. So I am all for this. If this is their way of getting more kids into this, man, this fantastic idea. I, I couldn't remember the name earlier, but they call their little characters. I don't know if that's what they call them now, but when they did the NHL thing, I remember reading that they call them Sparkies. That's what each of the little characters mm -hmm. is called. But watching the little Sparkies run around, uh, they didn't have the facial features of each individual player. They had masks with like like visors and stuff so that they all kind of look generic the only way that you knew it was a particular player was because they had the number of their jersey and their last name on it as they were running around but dude sports <laughs> yeah right? i did look up they do have the big city greens one on oh Disney good Plus. okay um it is also there um <clears throat> yeah i did not watch this live but i flipped through it on disney plus the the football one i did just watch the duke kaboom uh halftime show and man was it exciting <laughs> but i mean you know for what it is like like getting all this stuff uh rendered and everything and the the facial capture and everything for the announcers and and all this stuff it's it's pretty good yeah the i think i i watched a little bit of the uh of the big city greens one. And I think they did themselves a good service by putting them in helmets with face shields because the big city greens one, like they all have like the same face and it's not animated at all. It's just like the same, like weird plain face. So I think, I think going with the, the visor sh uh, helmet was probably just a way of getting rid of some of that weirdness. Yeah. Um, when it came through with that, but yeah, all of this is, uh, it, it's real fun. And yeah, like I said, if it's trying to get kids into football, I guess that's a, it's a good tactic. I would imagine you talking sports. <laughs> I don't know awesome. sports. <laughs> Yay. Sports football. First down, uh, uh, flag on the play. It's all good. <laughs> uh, what else can I do? Uh, linebacker. linebacker. That, that uh, every time I hear linebacker, I think of strong bad linebacker. <laughs> so the 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 Sparkies back when they did the Big City Greens that was the the Sparkies are the second evolution. Back then they were still called Blockies, by the way, which is why their faces were all kind of okay. similar. Um, like yeah, a big block. <laughs> um, but I like the first thought I had after watching this Mel actually. I know you watch baseball like because you just like mm -hmm. baseball, right? But if if you right. want to get a subset of kids into baseball that maybe doesn't enjoy it or maybe get me to watch a baseball game where I, I don't have a big plate of nachos or whatever in front of me. Yo, do the, the freeway classic in this animated mode, do the Dodgers versus the angels animated like this with, I don't know what franchise they would select. They would definitely need a franchise with more characters, you know, or a different franchise, but I'm telling you, if I watch sports like this, I would enjoy them so much more. I like because if the yeah. game, 
is hot garbage. At least you're getting the fun aspect of these characters. And if they're ge- if they're getting mocapped into the exact same movements that they're having on the field, I listen, I didn't even realize that I had been sitting there even watching the replay. I didn't realize that I had been sitting there for like 2 hours watching a football game because it was so damn enjoyable. <laughs> okay? So, NFL, ESPN, Disney Plus, I tip my hat to you because you know, I was unaware that the Big City Greens one had happened until I started researching this. But now that I've seen a hockey version and a football version, give us a baseball version, give us a soccer version, d- just keep expanding this universe that you've created. I I love this aspect of of what they did with this game. I, I'm not exactly sure what the what the mentality behind choosing the Falcons and the Jaguars cuz it's like what like a week 4 game or whatever but i don't i don't know why they were chosen for this particular thing but i didn't even care it's two teams i could care less about and damn it if i didn't enjoy it you know that baseball one would probably be the most boring thing on the planet i mean How i dare I'm, you. So, I'm sorry but <laughs> baseball is probably the most boring sport to watch nothing happens for like five hours and then something happens i i mean i'd rather watch baseball on tv than in person because in like i've been to probably i don't know six baseball games seven baseball games it is the longest most boring thing to do on the planet is go to a baseball game especially if you don't have like the best seats it's it's like you just sit there and then nothing happens for a long time and then maybe something happens. I don't know. I'm not a sports guy. So and half of our listeners are yelling at you. <laughs> That's okay. You could you could be mad at me. I don't think sports are that entertaining to begin with, but at least like things like football and hockey and basketball people are like running around a little bit like all the time whereas baseball it's kind of like okay, here comes a guy throw the ball nope he didn't swing all right well that guy he's gonna kick his feet on the thing okay here we go he's gonna throw it again up he swung that's a strike and then uh okay can i tell Uh, you though okay throw the ball though that yeah okay Uh i I mean i've shared this sentiment on the podcast before and uh, I, i totally get what you're saying in the past i've enjoyed going to an actual game in person because i also used to drink back then you know, so I was able uh-huh. to try like different beers with the nachos and the hot dogs. And like it was an experience. It was more of a food experience for me than the actual game was like, yeah, you yeah. get the, yeah, the the ambiance and stuff. And when things got good in the game, like it just it felt electric. Right. Like you had fun doing that stuff. But overall, I agree with you. I th- baseball is boring as hell, <laughs> right? Which is why I prefer it on TV because I can switch it to something else, do a picture in picture or something. And I very rarely watch baseball games unless it's the freeway series and unless it's the all-star game. Those are the ones I do tend to enjoy. Oh, the, the home run derby is one that I've also watched in the past that I've, that I've enjoyed. Is, is the freeway series just where like, LA it's the Dodgers versus the angels. That's what, that what they is? call it. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's the that's what the A's and the Giants play. It's like the Battle of the Bay. Yeah, that's what they call it. So up here. <laughs> it's the yeah. Same so, kind of thing. but I I uh, again, it, 
NFL games to me are also super boring because again, like they're always stopping and going, stopping and going. And I Mm -hmm. didn't feel that with the Toy Story Sunday fun day thing. It, because they had so many elements that, you know, they had all these 3d characters and they had the, the kooky commentary and, and all that stuff happening on site. I know that that's what mascots and stuff are for and no offense to mascots that work their their butts off when they're on the field hats off to to mascots but this is just for people like me that don't enjoy a specific sport i have a feeling that if we saw pixar characters or disney characters of any franchise Mm -hmm. in a similar fashion for a baseball game like we would sit there and we would eat it up like I am, I am. Depends on the franchise, yeah, but yes, I, I would am agree with convinced you. that it would make these games less boring for people like us that are on the fence that have like family members and friends that love these games, and we just can't get into it. Like this would give us a way for us to get into it. Like we could have an yeah. iPad or something, and we could watch the Toy Story version while they're watching the the boring version on TV. See, what I would like <laughs> is like if they like assigned all the players like a character that's in the movie. So, like, all right, here comes, you know, Woody's coming up to the plate and da 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 da, you know, or, uh, you know, in the other version, you know, that's that I think would get me, like, me personally more into it. It's like, all right, here's, uh, you know, I don't know, what's some other franchise that has a lot of characters uh, into it? I don't know. Judy hops up to the plate. I was going to say, Monsters <laughs> Inc. I'm not going to lie, dude. Yeah. Honestly, when they first announced this, that's what I thought I was going to watch. I honestly thought it was yeah. going to be the Toy Story characters representing the players from the teams only because I was unaware of the Big City Greens thing that had happened. If I kind of knew about the NHL version, I would have known exactly what I was getting into. But when I first heard about this, I thought it was going to be like Woody playing QB for Buzz, <coughs> you know, against the Jaguars or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, it just felt like the characters were going to replace the actual players. Uh, but I was, I was so surprised. I was really happy with what I saw. And if more games were like this, I would be such a bigger NFL fan. I'm not going to lie. Like this made it interesting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Potato head just got sacked by Loxo hugging bear. Look at, Oh, he's going to need a stretcher. They're bringing the medics out on the field. <laughs> Oh, we hope Mr. Potato Head's all right. Let's look at the replay on that. All right, here's lots of hugging bear coming. Let's do the jump at it. I mean, here's a potato who just got (coughs) sacked, and all his parts go flying all over the field. If you see here, you see his eyeballs going one way. You see his ears going another way. That smile turned into a frown as he got hit. We're going to be sticking with Potato to see how he's doing. All right, John, uh, back to the game. (laughs) I don't know. That's my Al Michaels, I guess, or something. You know what? This could be a good commercial for uh, Quizneyland. Boom. We did it. There you go. Oh, (laughs) Toy Story football and John Madden. Just a little snippet and that's it. Hey, uh, if uh, if, uh, if. If a Woody could, uh, he could uh, throw the uh, ball over here. He could probably, he could probably, probably uh, get a touchdown. <laughs> uh, if, like, <laughs> oh man! Anyway, if you uh, if you're interested in watching the Toy Story Fun Day, the Sunday Fun Day, it is available on Disney Plus. 
Uh, and thanks, Andrew, for looking to see if the NHL version that they did with Big City Greens earlier yes. this year was on there as well. Uh, again, if you are a big sports fan and we're trying to find a way to get your kids possibly interested in these sports, this might be the first step to see if they enjoy the sports or not, especially if they love watching cartoons. Because again, man, I'm I'm not a kid, but I- I'm ready to watch another one of these. It made it way more exciting for me to watch. So. <laughs> Also, I I don't uh, anybody that's a baseball fan or a sporto or whatever out there like go ahead and like your sport. I'm not trying to like stop anybody from liking their baseball or football or whatever. It's not a me thing. Like I'm sure plenty of people like I like to go see musicals and there's plenty of people that are like, well, just people come and sing and do whatever. Like I get it. Everybody's got their thing. So I'm not like trying to like demean your thing. It's just not my, my deal, but you can be mad at me if you want for thinking baseball's boring because it's I mean, very it's boring. Not, in if my they opinion. like it, it's fine. Right? Like it's not like, it's, it's not all good. For, like it's not, Mel's fault that baseball's boring, right? Like she just happens to like a boring sport. Yeah. <laughs> if you get you, if you, with if, all my heart. If 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 that's what, what you like to do with your time is watch a very slow paced game, uh, then by all means, like <laughs> do what you do. I get it though. I mean, I have a lot of family members and friends that are big <laughs> baseball fans. My grandpa was like a huge oh. Dodger fan, so like he My yeah. whole family is big into sports. I'm the anomaly. Yeah of not being into sports. My whole family's just like baseball, football, basketball, whatever. They got all the teams. I'm like, okay, I have an Oakland A's shirt and I have a 49ers shirt. Oh, and I dude. have a King shirt. And that's, that's the uh, extent of my sport. Dude, before we move on, I'll tell you if you want to talk about controversy among my friends and family, uh, a long time ago in a kingdom far away, known as large and extra large for jersey and t-shirt <laughs> size uh i was gifted a jersey because uh at the time uh so let me let me tell you this side story so at the time you know Derek jeter was you know he was really popular and a lot of people respected him because he's like a workhorse right like he was just really respected in baseball and uh a friend of mine had gone i don't know where he went but he went to a game and he came back and he brought me a jeter jersey like from a game that he attended. And so uh, it was like a birthday gift and it was uh, like, I tried to wear it and I got so much crap for it because it's like, how could you like, we're Dodger fans, like, or like angel fans in some cases. And like, how dare you wear that? (laughs) People went ballistic that I was wearing this big number two on the back and that said Jeter. Right. And, uh, at at one point, I just kind of wore it just because I thought the the response was funny because like I like I didn't care. It's a jersey, right? Like like whatever. I respect it a little bit more now. I respect Jeter, but I respect the idea of like being a Dodger fan and being an Angels fan and all that stuff a little bit more now. But at the time, uh, I remember just getting a kick out of people just like, "How dare you!" Like. I remember when when the Ducks also first became like a team, I got a very similar response when uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I knew were Kings fans and I wore a Korea jersey and they were like, what do you traitor? Like, how dare? I'm like, it's a jersey, guys. Like, relax. Like, like, I don't play for them. You realize I'm not on their payroll, right? Like, I 
Like this, it it's a it's a shirt. You're like I like the I like the colors of this <laughs> shirt. How are you gonna get mad? Because I don't have a little ducky on my shirt. You're mad I don't have a duck on my shirt. How insane! No, they were they were angry like? that I didn't have a crown on a black and silver oh. uh, jersey. They were oh. mad because I because had a you duck. Had, because you had a yeah. duck. Oh yeah, you're mad. Okay, you're mad because I have a duck on yeah. my shirt. A mighty okay. duck at like, that. All right. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe I'm a fan of the movie franchise. Did you ever think about that, buddy? Listen, <laughs> I I will fully 100% admit that I did become a Ducks fan because of the Mighty Ducks franchise movies. And so, I'm sure plenty of people <laughs> When did. Disney bought yeah. them, I was, like, all over that. I ate it like a whole cake with a whole gallon of milk. So, anyhow, uh, NFL Sunday Funday. Do, do more. Do that more, NFL, bum, 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 ESPN, bum. Disney Plus. Do that more. Get more people on board with it. Bum, 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 bum. I probably bum, shouldn't bum, do that. And copyright strike. Damn it. And then and then they have that like big robot man, and he dances. Do they still have that robot guy, like man, robot football player guy? I don't watch it uh, enough. That's, they didn't, that, they, that's, I would call him Zerg. Yes, they had him that day. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's my uh, extent of my football knowledge. And like that is some quality, high quality H two O. That's my other that's football high knowledge. High quality H two O. Why? Yes. All right. Uh, I think Pretty that's a good it. place to start wrapping up the podcast, uh, as we've All been right. doing over the course of the last year or so. We've had our own tribute segment to celebrate the 100 years of wonder for the Disney Company, and we've been doing that with a little segment that we call Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, with the great Mr. Andrew. Oh, yes, Bobby Boucher. Uh, we're gonna. Mama said uh, alligators are ornery because they uh, got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Uh, I'm gonna, I do I remember. <laughs> I do remember. That's what I, I said. Uh, uh, that's some high quality H two O. I'm. I can't do it, Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm Adam Sandler. Uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. Uh, with me, Mr. Andrew. The years this week are. 2001 and 2002, uh, some big years for the Walt Disney Company when it comes to uh, theme parks, uh, so we'll get into it, uh, but first, the year 2001 for video games uh, releases are Winnie the Pooh Baby, Disney's Aladdin in Nur, uh, Nasira's Revenge, Dance Dance Revolution GB Disney Woo! Mix for Game Boy Color, Disney's Phonics Quest and Winnie the Pooh Kindergarten, Winnie the Pooh ABCs, Winnie the Pooh 123s, Disney's Learning Toddler and Preschool, Monsters Inc. Scream Team Training, Roly Poly Oli The Search for Spot, Tarzan Untamed, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves for Game Boy, for Game Boy Color, and Adventure of Tokyo Disney Sea. For theme parks in 2001, on January 2nd, Disney's Grand Californian Hotel opens. On January 12th, Downtown Disney opens at the Disneyland Resort, uh, which is between Disneyland and California Adventure. The 300,000-square-foot site opens with uh, Cafe Catal, La Brea Bakery, Naples Restaurante and Pizzeria, Rainforest Cafe, ESPN Zone, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, Iriba Iriba, 
the House of Blues, the Lego Store, World of Disney, Marceline's Confectionery, Sephora, and Wetzel's Pretzels, among others. On February 5th, Rancho del Zocolo opens in Frontierland at Disneyland. On February 8th, Disney's California Adventure opens. The 55-acre site includes three areas, Paradise Pier, Hollywood Pictures Backlot, and Golden State. It costs $1.4 billion to build. Ticket prices are $43 for adults and $33 for children. Uh, restaurants opening with the park are Cocina Cucamonga Mexican Grill, The Corn Dog Castle, Burbank Ice Cream, Bakersfield Bakery, Award Wieners, uh, Avalon Co the ABC Soap Opera Bistro. Uh, and attractions are the Animation Academy, the Bakery Tour, Bountiful Valley Demonstration Farm, California Screaming, Character Close-Up, Golden Dreams, Golden Zephyr, Grizzly River Run, It's Tough to Be a Bug, Jumpin' Jellyfish, King Triton's Carousel, Malaboomer, Mission Tortilla Factory, Mall Holland Madness, Muppet Vision 3D, The Orange Stinger, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, the SS Rustworthy, Soarin' Over California, Sorcerer's Workshop, and The Power of Blast, the musical. On April 1st, uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade at Walt Disney World glows away again. On April 2nd, Spectro Magic restarts at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Uh, also in April, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It opens at Disney MGM Studios. On April 16th, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge opens. On April 27th, Rocket Rods closes at Disneyland. On May 1st, the name of Countdown to Extinction in Dinoland USA at Animal Kingdom is changed to Dinosaur. Uh, also in May, the amusement park industry recognizes Disney's FastPass system with a Breakthrough Innovation Award. On July 3rd, Disney's Electrical Parade begins nightly performances at Disney's California Adventure. On July 4th, Disneyland unveils a renovated Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. On September 4th, Tokyo Disney Sea opens in Japan. The park is owned by the Oriental Land Company, operated under license from the Walt Disney Company. It features seven ports of call, uh, American Waterfront, Port Discovery, Lost River Delta, Mermaid Lagoon, Arabian Coast, Mysterious Island, and Mediterranean Harbor. There are initially 23 attractions, which include 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Aquatopia, Ariel's Playground, Big City Vehicles, Blowfish Balloon Race, Caravan Carousels, Disney Sea Electric Railway, Storm Rider, Disney Sea Stran uh, Transit Steamliner, Flounders Flying Fish Coaster, Fortress Explorations, Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Crystal Skull, Jasmine's Flying Carpets, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Jumping Jellyfish, Mermaid Lagoon Theater, Saludos Amigos Greeting Dock, the Broadway Music Theater featuring the show Encore, Scuttle Scooters, Sinbad Storybook Voyage, Venetian Gondolas, and The Whirlpool. Restaurants include Cape Cod Cook-Off, the Casbah Food Court, Cafe Portofino. On September 9th, the Tapestry of Nations parades ends at Epcot and the Country Bear Playhouse in Bear Country at Disneyland closes. On September 11th, following four plane crashes in the U.S., Michael Eisner and Bob Iger decide to stage an orderly closing of Walt Disney World and to not open Disneyland or California Adventure for the day. On September 30th, Wolfgang Puck ceases operating the Avalon Cove restaurant at California Adventure. 
On October 3rd in Disneyland, the Haunted Mansion is decorated with elements from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, with a temporary new name, Haunted Mansion Holiday. On December 1st, the Triceratops Spin attraction opens in Chester and Hester's Dinorama in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Other notable events of 2001, Disney announces it will close its Go.com website and exit the web portal market. The stock trading ceases on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. Disney exchanges stock of Go.com for Disney shares. Then, Disney reworks its Go.com website rather than shutting it down as earlier reported. The site now acts as a gateway to all of Disney's web properties and replaces InfoSeek with the search engine of Go2.com. Uh, Disney announces it will reduce its workforce by 4,000 jobs by the end of July 2001 to, uh, to reduce costs. Uh, Disney pays uh, $352 million to a pair of heirs of A.A. A. Milne regarding the rights to uh, the Winnie the Pooh characters. Uh, in Burbank, uh, Disney renames its soundstage 2 to the Julie Andrews stage. Uh, Disney creates the Buena Vista Game Entertainment Studio, headed by Jan Smith. The business unit is focused on interactive gaming market. And the Baby Einstein Company becomes a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. The Disney Legends Class of 2001 uh, features Howard Ashman, Bob Boughton, George Bruns, Frank Churchill, Lee Harlan, Fred Jorger, Alan Menken, Marty Sklar, uh, Ned Washington, and Tyrus Wong. Birthdays this year, again, I will say it every time. Uh, my wife had to help me figure out if these people are famous or not. Uh, March 6th, Milo Mannheim. May 3rd, Rachel Zegler. I knew that one. Uh, August 5th, Josie Tota. August 6th, Ty Simpkins. October 14th, Rowan Blanchard. And November 15th, Sadie Stanley. Uh, that brings us to 2002. The video game releases are Disney Learning Kindergarten, uh, Wiggle Bay, Search for the Secret Keys, The Book of Pooh, A Story Without a Tale, Disney's Magical Mirror starring Mickey Mouse, The Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse, Kingdom Hearts, Disney Golf, PK Out of the Shadows, Disney Sports Football, Disney Sports Soccer, Disney Sports Skateboarding, Disney Sports Basketball, and Kim Possible, Revenge of Monkey Fist. For theme parks in 2002, on January 7th, Disney announces it is using Compaq iPack handheld computers to provide text and foreign language audio translations of some of its attractions in Walt Disney World. A wireless network automatically triggers the computer as uh, the wearer moves amongst the location. Uh, language translations available are French, German, Japanese, Portuguese, and Spanish. On February 8th, the first anniversary of the opening of Disney California Adventure Theme Park, uh, Disneyland Resort President Cynthia Harris and Walt Disney Imagineering Senior Vice President Barry Braverman announced plans for the park's expansion. On March 16th, the Walt Disney Studios Park opens next to Disneyland Paris in France. Attractions include a Cinemagique, the Studio Tram Tour featuring Catastrophe Canyon, the Animation Academy, Animagique, Armageddon Le Effects Special, a rock and roller coaster, lights, motor, action, stunt show, and magic carpets of Aladdin. On April 18th, Primeval Whirl uh, opens in Dinoland USA and Animal Kingdom. 
on June 1st. Journey into Imagination with Figment uh, reopens at Epcot, and Phantasmic reopens at Disneyland after going an extensive refurb. On October 7th, A Bug's Land opens in Disney California Adventure. The new attractions are Flicks Flyers, Tuck and Rolls, Drive em, Buggies, Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, Francis's Ladybug Boogie, and Princess Dot's Puddle Park. Uh, in December, Aladdin Musical Spectacular begins test performances at the Hyperion Theater in California Adventure. And on December 20th, Ariel's Grotto Restaurant opens in Paradise Pier, California Adventure. Other notable events of 2002, Disney announces that Stu Bloomberg is being replaced by Susan Lyne as president of ABC's Entertainment Television Group with Lloyd Braun as sole chairman. Michael Eisner testifies at the Senate Commerce Committee in Washington, D.C. on protection of digital content from piracy. And Thomas Schumacher leaves Disney Animation as president to move to New York to run the theatrical division. David Stanton, head of TV animation, replaces him. Uh, the Disney Legends Class of 2002. In honor of the opening of the Walt Disney Studios Park in Disneyland Paris, all the uh, 2002 inductees are of European origin. The ceremony was held in the animation building at the new park. The inductees are Ken Anakin, Hugh Atwell, Maurice Chevalier, Phil Collins, uh, Sir John Mills, Robert Newton, Tim Rice, Robert Stevenson, Richard Todd, and David Tomlinson. Uh, Birthdays for 2002. We have April 8th, Sky Jackson, August 12th, Iman Villani, September 27th, Jenna Ortega, and September 30th, Levi Miller. And uh, notable deaths for 2002, January 21st, Peggy Lee, February 22nd, Chuck Jones, March 27th, Dudley Moore, July 8th, Ward Kimball, July 26th, Buddy Baker, and November 18th, James Coburn. So that has been your great moments with me, Mr. Andrew, for the years 2001 and 2002. Awesome. You know that uh, awesome. that game, the Tokyo Disney Sea game that uh, mm-hmm. that you were talking about. Uh, I totally forgot mm-hmm. that that game even existed. And Adventure of Tokyo Disney. Yeah, Sea. I forgot that it, originally. I think it was like a Game Boy thing, and then they originally then they released it on the PS2, and uh, it was only in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like you could like you could yep. not get it in the U.S. I don't know if we could still get it. I'm sure we could find it on eBay or something, but now I'm curious because it was made in conjunction with the opening of the park, right? So, yeah. Like now I'm curious as to how good of a game it was and like what it would play through. There's playthrough on YouTube I'm watching right now. But I don't want to watch the playthrough. It like I want to get a copy s- and I want to play it to see how good it was. Yeah, I mean, there's like a storyline. It looks like there's like characters and like an evil person, and then here comes Ursula. And, ooh, Ursula's scary, nice. like, like scary because uh, it looks like uh, Ursula's talking, and it looks like they just took the mouth and it goes. Bah, 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 bah. All right, maybe I will watch it's some of the scary. playthrough before I go out and L- buy look up it, this but... playthrough. You know, or other people listening, uh, you know. 
if anybody actually listens to the show, you know, people do, uh, watch up, look up this video. It's very scary. This Ursula is like the scary. Maybe we thing can share I've it on seen. Discord and then people can just watch it there. <laughs> it's in Japanese, so like you can't understand it unless you know Japanese. But the animation is very like scary. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. If you're wondering, yes, we are recording this a little bit later. So you got Quizneyland on Wednesday. You'll, you'll be getting Podcasters on Thursday this week. Uh, if you're listening on launch Yay, week, hooray. if you're listening to this at any other time, then it's probably automatically downloading to your device and you're listening on whatever day you tend to listen to it. So, uh, yeah, we swapped release days again this week. So hope you enjoyed Quizneyland. It was a good episode. And uh, ooh, we got a we got an anniversary coming up for Quizneyland, don't we, Andrew? Yeah, it's November first week of November is two years of Woo! Quizneyland. Um, woohoo! The plan is to again do. If you listened to last year on our one year anniversary, we did a big uh, quizzing each other kind of deal. So the plan is hopefully to still do that again. So uh, keep a lookout for first week of November. We should have another big epic spectacular or whatever I called it. It'll be probably called the same thing. But we'll have some fun, a uh, little bit longer episode than the, the the seven to ten minutes. Normally every other week we'll have a have a little bit of longer one. It's kind of fun. Love it. All right. That's it. Remember, uh, check out Mel's profile for a link to the Isle of Magic Marketplace. Make sure that you're following them. Get your free tickets while they're still available. More info will go up on Instagram. Uh, follow Goofy Guys Adventures over on YouTube and on Instagram as well for notifications when Larry goes live from the parks. And if you are curious about any of the common links that were asked about, you can find all of those at podcasters.com slash links. You'll find the latest episode of Podcasters, the Quizneyland playlist, links to the FGP stuff, our Discord, uh, Larry's YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, and usually anytime that we're doing any type of fundraising, uh, we'll also include the links there. So podcasters.com slash links. And that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, until next time. Keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcasters Network.